Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello there, everyone. Yes, I am a day late for parenthood. I'm really sorry, but kind of not sorry because Friday, when normally the episode would drop, it was actually George's birthday. And so I was busy celebrating, cooking for her. Um, Thursday night, we had all the family over. So I just didn't have time to get this episode together. But I know that you guys are so understanding of that because, you know, I don't want to be um, podcasting about, about parenting and then not actually parenting properly myself. So every now and then, um, yeah, I think it's happened a couple times before, but I know that you guys don't mind. So anyway, on with today, uh, I want to talk about, this is the second part, by the way. So if you missed last week, it's really, really important that you go back. This is a two-part series that belongs together. Today, I want to give you the one key, one simple, simple tool. And I think I said at the end of last week that, guys, this is going to like change your life. I'm so excited. Every now and then, I know that I'm dropping a, a really easy tool, but I know that it is going to be so effective and so beneficial for you but mostly for your child, not only now, but going into their adult years. And it's a tool that will teach them to be responsible. Now, I left you guys some homework at the end of last week, and I want to ask you, did you do it? How did you go? Um, What I asked you to do was to count how many times in the week between episodes that you had to prompt your child, remind them, bribe them, threaten them to do something. How did you go? And for those of you that had multiple children, I mean, no doubt you could multiply however many on one child. If you've got two or three children, it would have been so fascinating. I wish sometimes I wish I could talk back with you guys here on the podcast, which is why I always say, please come along to my social media because I do talk to people all the time on social media but I'd love to know how you went because last week I spoke about the importance of why we need to transfer ownership from our shoulders onto our child's shoulders. So go back and listen to that for sure. If you didn't get a chance to do the homework, do it today. Have a listen to yourself over the next 24 hours because every time that you have to remind, prompt, bribe, or threaten your child to do something, you are taking the initiative and the ownership off of them and putting it onto your shoulders. So when we have to do these things, there are no consequences for your child neglecting to do what you expect of them because you're the one continuing to own their behaviors. And they, in the meantime, they're getting off scot-free and they're not being taught 
any sense of personal responsibility. And of course, we talked about the importance of this, not only for them now, but because of what it teaches them going into their adult years. So whenever we constantly remind a child of a responsibility that they should be managing, then we are the ones continuing to own their behavior. So our aim has to be to transfer that back to your child where it belongs. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And like I said, it can be done with one easy, simple tool to follow. But first I thought, let's take a look at an example. So your child has just had a shower. They're in their PJs and they come to you and they say, mum, can I please have some time on my PlayStation now? I've had my shower. And it's very normal we all do it automatically for mum or dad to then fire a line of questions, right? I used to do this all the time. In fact, guys, can I be honest? I find myself doing it now sometimes. Did you hang up your towel? Did you put your dirty clothes in the laundry basket? Have you done your homework? Did you put the dishes away like I asked? Now, with this checklist of questions, what you're doing is you're putting all the ownership for your child's behavior right back on your shoulders. Your child never has to take any initiative. And the worst that will happen is when they don't um, do these things, the worst case scenario is they just have to listen to a lecture from you about being responsible and not being able to let play before all their jobs are done and blah, 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 blah. And they probably switch off literally 10 seconds into it. Maybe if they get lucky, you won't even ask at all and they get away with it, everything and they just go straight away, jump on their PlayStation with none of their jobs done. And what have they learned? They've actually learned to not be responsible for themselves. They've just learned that they don't have to think for themselves and they get away with it scot-free. So how can we change this? How can we put that responsibility right back on them without prompting, reminding, bribing, threatening, or just getting so frustrated that we go and do their jobs ourselves. So we mutter under our breath, we go into the bathroom, we pick up the towel, we grab their dirty laundry, all while our child is having a great time sitting on their PlayStation. Okay. Well, guys, this is the tool. It is one simple question. So let's say your child's called Matthew. Matthew, I know that you were just in the shower. Do you have the freedom to go and play your PlayStation right now? Like, I needed a drum roll for that moment, guys, because literally that is it. That is the one question. Do you have the freedom to da 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 da? And immediately, the second you do that, the responsibility goes right back on their shoulders. No questions from you, no prompting, no long list of things not done, no bribing, not nagging. Now, all of a sudden, your child has to think for themselves. They have to be responsible for themselves. Now, I'll show you in a minute how to teach this, right? Because at first, if if your child comes to you and they've never heard you say this before, and Matthew comes up to you and says, mom, can I play PlayStation? And you go, do you have the freedom to play PlayStation? He's going to look at you like, what planet have you just landed from, right? You can't just all of a sudden do this. It's something that we have to teach them what we're talking about. So um, there is a process. I'll speak about that in a moment. 
So when we use this line of questioning, eventually your child will learn that anytime they want to go and do something else, they know that they're going to be asked this big question. Do you have the freedom to blah, 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 whatever it is. Now, knowing that that question is coming, because remember, you're a consistent parent, that serves as the motivator. You're instilling in them self-management. You're instilling the skill of follow through. You're teaching them how to have a conscience. You're teaching them initiative. And they also become, this is a real, this is fascinating, this one, guys, but they will become less susceptible to peer pressure because they're used to not letting others do the thinking for them. This is one way to really peer pressure proof your child. But then the benefits go both ways because what about you as the parent? Well, you're free. You don't have to think about your own list of things to do and as well as your two or three other children that you're thinking are their list. You stop being the nagging, whining parent. So it's like complete win-win. You're teaching your child a, a life skill and you're getting off the hook of being the whining, nagging parent. It's like amazing. Okay, so let's talk about how do we do this? How do we teach this? And also, what do we do as a consequence if they don't? Now, I've talked a lot in the past about first-time obedience. I would say, I think it was my first three parenthood episodes I ever did are dedicated to first-time obedience. So that's like the foundation, right? But the next step from first-time obedience, right, is this. So we begin with the obedience training, but then we have to move on to what I'm talking about today, which is called responsibility training. All right. So how do we introduce this? All right. When they're first learning this concept of you asking a question, you don't just ask, do you have the freedom to? Okay. Don't start there. Instead, say this, Matthew, you don't have the freedom to go on your PlayStation now because you haven't cleaned up the bathroom, put your clothes in the basket or done your homework. Okay. So it's kind of like a step between you're no longer giving him a list, right? You're no longer just saying, well, have you done blah, 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 blah. You're introducing the concept of you don't have the freedom to because. Now, at first, you're going to have to tell them why they don't have the freedom to, but eventually you can take that away and you can just simply ask the question, um, you know, do you have the freedom to? But at first, you need to uh, remind, well, I don't like using the word remind, but at first you're saying you don't have the freedom to do that because, or another example, Sarah, you don't have the freedom to get your paint set out because you haven't cleaned up your lunch dishes, or even you don't have the freedom to choose what shoes you want to wear today. That is a mum decision. So eventually you'll just be able to drop that list altogether. Okay. So you'll just be able to say, Sarah, do you have the freedom to get your paint set out? But if you, if you just start off the bat with that, she'll have no idea what you're talking about. All right. So the first step is to let them know, uh, Sarah, so introduce the language, Sarah, you don't have the freedom to get your paint set out because da, 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 da. Okay. Now, if you've got an older child and you want to start this, uh, then, I would simply sit down and explain what you're going to be doing from now on, okay? For a little child, you don't have to. If you've got a small child, just start that process straight away. But if you've got an older child, just let them know what it is that you're, that you're going to be doing, okay? Tell them 
how at the moment you often have to remind them to do the things that they're responsible for, but you're no longer going to do that. From now on, you're going to ask this question, which is then an opportunity for them to think about the things that they haven't done. You're no longer making all the decisions for them. They have to make them for themselves. But again, I would still do it slowly by introducing the language exactly how I showed you just a moment ago. Then eventually you can drop the list of what they haven't done and just ask them the question. Now, at first, when you're doing this, you're just going to be focusing on making them responsible for jobs and tasks, right? So clean up routines, emptying their school bags, taking their shoes off, putting the dirty laundry in the bag, all of those things. But what will happen eventually is this is going to lead to them also taking responsibility over their own heart actions, So let me give you a live example of what I'm talking about, of something that actually happened this morning with Ashton. Now, as you know, he's 17, he's got his own car, he drives himself to school. So he left for school early this morning and Georgia had parked her car opposite our driveway today, which kind of made it a bit difficult for him to back out. Now, he didn't know, but I could see all this unfolding upstairs because we've got all our kitchen and everything upstairs. So he didn't know that. Now, as he reversed out, he was actually struggling to get out because of all the cars that were parked there. And from where I stood, I thought, oh no, he is going to hit her car. He's so close because as he's reversing, he didn't have his head turned looking at her car. He had his head turned the other way. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But from what I could see, he didn't. No, I couldn't hear anything, didn't see the car move. I'm pretty sure he didn't hit her car. But I could tell from the slow way that he then drove off, he was checking out George's car, right? As he kind of slowly drove off. So I could tell he thought, oh my gosh, did I just hit her car? And so he was checking it out, right? Anyway, off he drives. And I didn't think much of it because I was pretty sure he didn't hit it. Literally three minutes later, I could hear his car. His car's got a bit, little bit noisy. Do, 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 do. I could hear it coming back up the street. I knew straight away why he was coming back. His conscience, he's got such a deep conscience. All three of my kids do, but particularly Ashton. His conscience would not let him drive to school without coming back to really check if he'd hit her car or not. Remember, I'm looking, I didn't think that he did, but he didn't know that. And so not only was he being responsible for his behavior, he was actually, it was his conscience that made him come back, right? His heart guided him to come back and own it if he did. Now, I don't know many 17-year-old boys who would have done that. Most would have just driven off and said nothing because remember, he didn't know that I'd witnessed this. So I went downstairs and I met him and straight away as he got out, I go, Bada, I know why you ca- you you came back. You thought you hit George's car, didn't you? And he's like, yes, I'm not quite sure. I don't think I did, but I couldn't drive to school. Like his conscience wouldn't let him sit in school all day thinking maybe he had. Anyway, I was pretty sure he didn't. We checked it all out, checked her car, checked his car. It turned out that he didn't. And I was thinking about it as I was, you know, even now, I'm like, when he gets home, I'm going to tell him, but I'm actually really proud of you. I'm really proud that you owned that. Like that just shows such good moral character. And this is where we want our kids to get to, right? That kind of behavior, that kind of good moral conscience, I'm telling you guys, 
That doesn't just happen for a 17-year-old boy. That started when he was five and six and seven. And when parents come to me and they say, my older teenager is doing this or they're doing that and I've got no idea why, I do. But they don't want to hear it because almost always what you have allowed when they were a child will continue when they are an adult. So this is what I love about this process of teaching them to be responsible. It might be a behavior now, but then it moves into them owning their heart and it turns into adults who um, have a moral conscience and good character. So that leads me to the point that there needs to be a consequence when your child tells you that yes, they do have the freedom to do something when they don't, because that now is a heart issue. Okay. So if Matthew says to you, yes, I do have the freedom to go onto the PlayStation, but he doesn't, right? So making them go back to do the thing that they haven't done that's not the consequence, okay? That's simply making them do what they were meant to do. There needs to be a further consequence. And that further consequence is to take some of the freedom that they wanted in the first place. So if Matthew says he has the freedom to jump on PlayStation, but in reality, he hasn't hung up his towel or done his homework, now not only does he have to go back and do those things, but he now misses a half hour or if you choose all of his PlayStation time. So the first one of making him go back and do those jobs, that corrects his behavior. But the second one, that corrects their heart. So the first reiterates right behavior. The second of that consequence of missing the freedom, that gives them time to morally process what they've done. It shapes their heart. It teaches them to take responsibility, not only of their actions, but of their character. Now, if your child is over the age of, say, five or six, and definitely with older children, not only would I be giving them a consequence, but I would also reflect with them after the consequence, okay? That is so important. Talking is powerful in shaping their heart. So I would go in then after they've, so say, let's take Matthew as the example again, after he's gone and cleaned up the bathroom and done his homework, and after he's missed out that half hour on his PlayStation time, I would go in and I would have a conversation and I would say, bud, why did you have your freedom taken away? What is it that you would do next time? So it's teaching them to have a conscience. And then look, it's totally up to you. Sometimes I would then say to my child, like if I felt like they were soft hearted about it and they were sorry, I would probably say, okay, now you may have, but I wouldn't give them extended time. I'd probably say, look, now you can have 20 minutes on your PlayStation and make sure you stick to the 20. If I felt like they were resistant and they had a bad attitude about it, I wouldn't give them that freedom at all. All right. So just, you've got to weigh that up as the parent. So there you go, guys, that is it. The one thing that you can simply ask that transfers the behavior, do you have the freedom to? But remember, there's a bit of a process while you're teaching it to them. You say, you don't have the freedom to because, 
And then after a few weeks of doing that, you can just simply go to, do you have the freedom to? And honestly, you watch the cogs turn in their mind. It, it's unbelievable. Like if they want to do something and you say, do you have the freedom to? They'll probably go through stuff that you don't even know. You might not even know they had a messy room. Next minute, they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to clean my room. I've got to do my homework. I've got to hang up my clothes. Um, and so it really teaches them to become responsible for their behavior, which in turn also teaches them to become responsible for themselves, uh, for their character. And the one thing that I observe all the time, and you guys know, I work with young adults all the time. Most young adults and even adults lack initiative because they've never undergone responsibility training in their childhood and teenage years. So there you have it. And I would strongly advise, listen to this episode again, save it. Any of these where I give you these simple tools, save these, revisit them. Um, Because, you know, people, I guess, ask me now, how come you've got three good kids? I'm like, it's all these little things that I learned when they were small. And like I said, if you are investing when they are four and five and six, you're going to reap it when they're 16, 17 and, and beyond. So there you go. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate all of you so much. Um, go and be fabulous. Go this week and practice that tool hardcore. Do you have the, uh, the freedom to? And uh, come along, go on next door.podcast, have a chat with me there. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.